I can see it on y'all. You can always tell blessed people they're just happy all the time. Amen. Things they could have heard the news this morning and they just walked out smiling and say, Well, didn't you hear that the economies aren't right and the doctors can't find a cure and this is bad and that ain't good and those things aren't working? And they walk out and go, Hmm, God's so good. And they just smile and go on. Glory to God. Well, He's helping us. He helped us Friday night, so I count on that. Amen. And He's going to help us again today. The the Moors are working on things. Amen. If you all know your pastors at all, they don't really even take vacations. When they go somewhere, they're still hearing from God. And they're always working on things. So right now, they're working on things. And that was exactly what uh, they told me. They're working on things. So that's exactly what I'm going to tell you. And we're going we're gonna to believe God together, and God's going to help us. Amen? You know, my message today is on uh, trusting God. And uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't uh, recognize Miss Vicky over here. <laughs> because her and Wayne have now been married 44 years. Wayne's not sitting there. That's not Wayne. Everybody knows. Everybody knows Miss Vicky and Mr. Wayne. So there had to be some trust in God going on there. Glory to God. Now, they've been married 44 years. Congratulate them. Glory to God. That's, that's a big deal. Wayne's out there doing what Wayne does. They are a big help to the church, always have been. Great people, too. Amen. They've put up with me. They're pretty good people. Glory to God. Well, let's look at the Word of God. Amen. Let's, uh, let's start at uh, Proverbs 3. You know, uh, we'll look at a lot of verses we know, but uh, I don't know about y'all, but I have to go back to a lot of verses I know. Amen? Before I can get to something I don't know. Amen? And a lot of times I look at a verse I knew and I found out I didn't know it. Amen? I just knew a little bit about it and I wanted to know a lot more about it. Trusting God's one of those subjects you're not going to get too far ahead in it. Amen? You're not going to get to the place where, oh, trust in God? Yeah, got that. Yeah, you do got it, and you can get it some more. Amen? Because trust in God is a huge deal. Amen? It, it, is, it decides what and what He can do for you, when He can do it, how He can do it, how, how big of measure He can do it. Amen? That's, that's our God. He's a good God, and He's always got a good way, Right? But he, a lot of what he does relies on us. You know, I know a lot of people don't like to believe that. They want to believe that God just does what God wants to do. <laughs> right? Well, God doesn't do just what he wants to do. He does according to our faith, according to how much we trust him, how close we'll follow him, how quickly we'll step off the boat before. You know what? Yeah. Yeah, some, sometimes I've been, I've been thinking, oh, yeah, I can follow God all the way. Man, I get, I get to seeing those rocks up ahead. I'm like, ooh, God, you go ahead. Yeah, you know, you guys ever done that? No, just me. Glory to God. There's two things that I've, I've experienced that are interesting, God, that are uh, common, I think. And I, th- I think we will all deal with them. But in trusting God, once, once you've set your faith... And, and it begins to get a little hard. One, one of our greatest sentences is, are you, somebody will come and say, well, are you trusting God? And they'll say, yeah, I'm trusting God, but. You ever said that? Huh? You ever heard someone say that? And you immediately know they're not trusting God because they put a but on the end of it. 
Amen? And, and I've been there. You know, I remember, I remember when things weren't going good. They'd say, well, you just got to trust God. And I said, I am trusting God, but you don't understand. <laughs> well, what's that mean? My, th- my deal is bigger than God. Not only do I need to trust God, but I've got to find something else too. On top of trusting God, is am I going? I've I've now come up against something that's so large that I, I've got to trust God and work for myself, right? I, I got to trust God and and do this and trust God and do it because I've got big stuff going on. You guys just don't understand. Y'all y'all just don't know, right? No, we're not going to get to that place. We're 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 going to get away from that place. The other one is you just don't understand. Right? You just don't understand what I'm going through. I, 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 I trust God, but you just don't understand. You, what, what I'm going through is, is you know what? And, and a lot of times what they're saying is you don't know what I've done. You don't know why I'm where I'm at. And then what they're not trusting in is God's mercy. You know, there's many facets of God you're going to need to trust in sometimes. You're going to need to trust in His strength many times. You're going to need to trust in His healing. You're going to need to trust in His grace. You're going to need to trust in His mercy. Right? You reckon Peter, when he stepped out on the water and he was walking, he was trusting God. He was looking at Jesus. He was trusting God and walking on the water. And he got his eyes off Jesus and he quit trusting God. And he fell. Well, what if he just said, I guess I'll just drown? He didn't quit trusting God then. He said, Lord, save me. That's still trusting God. That's trusting God beyond your failure. That's important. It's important to be able to reach up to God after you've failed. Right? Because some people, that's when they won't. Well... Peter would have drowned right there. That would have been the end of Peter. He wouldn't have been one of, the, one of the apostles. He wouldn't have written the books. He wouldn't have done the works. He'd have been gone. But he trusted God through his failure. Has anybody in here ever failed? Guess what? You can still trust God. I'm positive proof of that. <laughs> I failed a couple times. Right? <laughs> Kim knows. But God's been merciful to me. Has He been merciful to you? Has He been good to you? God's always got a plan. He's got a plan to get you there if you'll stay, stay focused on Him. And He's got a plan to pick you up if you fall down. Amen? He's a good God. He's an excellent Father. And He's not going to let you quit. He's not, he's not going to give up on you. He's going to pick you up, dust you off, and say, let's go. Right? He's never going to say, I fell again. You ain't walking. Well, you know how many of us would not be walking today if our parents were like that, right? Did you, did you, did any of your kids walk the first time they tried? And some of them may, but not mine didn't. You know, stood her up, she walked, she'd go two steps, fall over. Stand her up again, walk three steps, fall over. About the third time, I should have just said, well, get her, get her something to drag her around and she ain't ever going to walk. <laughs> No, no, good, good fathers, good parents, good mothers, they don't give up on their kids. They won't quit on them, and they always are there for them to trust in. They're always there for them to trust in. I uh, asked my daughter last night before we went to bed, because this is what I was studying, I said, I said, Ramsey, do you trust me? And glory to God, she said, yes, just like that. 
that, said, that spoke volumes to me. And I, then I said, why? And she said, she looked at me like just like this. She said, because you're my dad? <laughs> like, well, what's wrong with you, dad? That's the way we ought to be. God says, do you trust me? We say, yeah, because you're my dad. And because you're a good father. And because you won't fail me. Amen? Did I have you turn up to Proverbs 3? Proverbs 3, verse... Yep, right there around 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. It's important, guys. And I know every time I see the word heart, I stop. But you can't trust in the Lord with anything else. You can't trust Him with your head. You can't follow Him with your head. You can't, you'll, you'll, lose, you'll lose Him, first of all, because your head won't understand what He's doing. Your head will not understand God. You will lose your way just like that. Amen? Your, you cannot understand God. Think about this. I always look at the disciples when Jesus was talking about eating the flesh and drinking the blood in John 6. You know, and they're like, everybody else is like, What? We don't understand that. That's too hard to understand. I can't believe it. Uh, You know, I'm leaving. And everybody, he had a whole crowd of people and they all left. But these 12, they're still sitting there. And Jesus said, would you leave too? And they're like, only you got the words of life. What are they saying? We trust you. They didn't understand any more than everybody that left. But their heart was in it. They were committed to follow God. Their heart was not going to be moved by a lack of understanding. When you're facing problems and God says, and you got $3 in your checkbook and God says, go give that $3 to them, you're like, what? It's time to stop and say, only you got the words of life. Right? Right? When, when things aren't looking right and, and, and your husband didn't do what he ought to and, and God says, why don't you go over there and give him a big hug? And you're like, Right? Give him a big hug. That's when you say, only you got the words of life. And if you're committed to follow with your heart, you'll do it with your heart. Amen? People who follow with their heart do things with their heart. People that follow with their head don't do things. I'd say they do it with their head, but they don't do things. Because their understanding will make them walk away. Because they have none. Amen? It, God, God it didn't say, well, in fact, <laughs> what did He say right there? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In other words, it doesn't, doesn't matter if you understand or not. Trust Him. That's important. Understanding, does, it, it does not require you to understand to trust. In fact, it, it, inqu- it requires you not to care if you understand to trust. That's important. You know, a lot of people say, I just don't understand. Perfect. You're in a good place to trust now. Amen? If you don't understand, you're just in the right spot to trust God. Amen? Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He'll direct you. He'll make your path straight. In other words, if you're doing this, you'll follow Him. You'll go where He's going. You'll do what He's doing. You'll be at the right place at the right time. He'll become your source. He'll become your supply. He'll become who you look to. He'll become, if, if He stops, you're running into Him. Yeah. 
Right? You're not quitting on Him. You know He ain't quitting on you. And you know He's going the right way. See, that's why people don't trust God. He's been lied on for so long. People say, well, He'll he'll take out your kids. He'll he'll bankrupt your business. He'll make you sick to teach you. And He's been lied on. Who would want to trust Him if that was true? God's not wishy-washy. See, what we do is we try to picture God in, in in our flesh. Because then we see who we are. <laughs> okay, let me rephrase that. Then I see who I am. <laughs> and I have, to, I have to renew my mind. And I have to say, wait, God ain't like me. He's not wishy-washy. He's not going to be moved by this or that. He's not going to change. He's never changing. He's going to remain the same all the time. And He's going to do the right thing the right way and accomplish things good concerning me. Nothing bad is going to happen to me by following God. Amen? And you've got to be resigned to that. You've got to be resigned that He's good. And that doesn't matter where His path takes you, you're coming out on the other side better than you entered. Right? And if you get off that path, Lord, save me. Right? Lord, save me. And He's still there. He's still there. You can trust Him when you're doing it right. You can trust Him when you've done it wrong. But you got to trust Him. Amen? Look at Proverbs or Psalms 37. Who are we going to trust? God. We're going to trust God. We're going to stick with God. And we're not going to let the enemy lie to us. Amen? We're not going to let the enemy or the things of this world... The things, the things that uh, would try to take his place of trust. You know, many times, especially in this world, you'll you'll got you got a lot of other things that you could choose to believe in. You could choose to trust. Amen. You got billions of people out there who trust in money. Right. That's that's their stronghold. That that's what's going to get them through. If I just had enough money, I could make it through this. If I just had a better job, if I just... You know, people that trust in money will be moved by money. Right? That will move you right out of the will of God. Right? Because God, He'll say, He'll say, well, take that $5 an hour job. And people say, well, that won't pay my bills, so I won't take that $5 an hour job. And God, they didn't realize by not doing that that the, they were going to meet the person that would promote them to the place where they would make the money that God wanted them to make in the first place. He wasn't trying to keep anything from them. He was trying to get everything to them. Right? But somebody like me would walk in and say, well, that's not going to help. I'm not going to do that. That's like putting your fingers in your ears. What? I can't hear God anymore. Right? That's not going to help. I know better. I know better. So now, now, now I'm trusting in money, and now I'm trusting in me. I'm trusting in lots of things, but I ain't heard God's name mentioned once. So I'm not in the right place. Amen? That's when it's time to stop and say, Lord, save me. Yeah, reach your hand up. He'll grab it. Did I say go to Psalm 37? I'll give you verse 4. Verse 4. Delight yourself in the Lord. And He will give you the desires of your heart. It doesn't say delight yourself in the Lord and you might be happy, does it? It says you will be. It says you will be. That word delight 
means be pliable. You know, a lot of people think that means just be happy. It means be pliable. Why? You're going to have to be pliable to delight yourself in the Lord. Why? Because He's not going to ask you what your understanding understands. He's not going to tell you to do everything the way you think it should be done. He's going to do the way it should be done. See, we do things the way we think they should be done. God does things the way they should be done. I don't care how perfect and how much of a perfectionist you are. If you're not doing it God's way, it's not perfect. I don't care if it's as neat as a pen. If it didn't do God's way, it's not perfect. He maybe wanted a wrinkle in it. (laughs) Did you ask him? I don't know. (laughs) I don't care if my mashed potatoes have a lump every now and then, do y'all? Boy, I just messed with some cooks right there. (laughs) There went that cow. Boom. Glory to God. Delight yourself in the Lord, (laughs) and He'll give you the desires of your heart. Thank you, Lord. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in Him, and He will do this. He'll make your righteousness shine like the dawn and the, ju- and the justice of your cause like the new- noonday sun. This is all from delighting yourself in the Lord. How's that? You've got to first delight yourself in the Lord. You've got to think high, more highly of Him than you think of yourself, than you think of your money, than you think of anything else. You've got to be pliable. You've got to be willing to hear from Him, hear what He says to do. I know a couple of things in the past eight years He's, he's told me to do, and I'm like... That can't be God. I'm serious. That that was my thought. I thought, there's no way that's God. But it was very God, and it made absolutely no sense to me, and it worked when I did it, and as soon as I did it, and not until I did it. Huge deal right there. The did it part really, really, it was really hindering me because I had to do the did it part. You know, a lot of people say, I just trust God if He do this. No, you trust God, then He'll do this. Because He can't do it till you trust Him. You're not where He can. You can't, he, he wants to. If Peter would have never said, save me, Lord, I don't know if Jesus would have saved him, do you? We don't know because He did say it. Right? He trusted Him. Glory to God. I trust Him. I'm going to be pliable. I'm going to get more pliable. i got a lot of pliable getting to get. A lot more pliability to do. I'm going to, do, I'm going to, be, I'm going to get some pliability. All right? You guys want to get some pliability with me? Amen. That's a softness. That, that's the ability to, to change with Him, to, to go His direction, because you're not doing it the right way. Amen? We, we want to do that. That's, that's how we... May, that's, what, that's how we trust Him. That's how we continue to let Him be our God. To let Him be our source. Because He wants to be our source. He wa- Why? Because He's a good source. There is no other source. Do you guys know that people are serving a lot of sources out there? But they're not a source. He is the only source. He's the creator of all life that is. He is the only source. There is no other creator. There is nothing created that He did not create. Satan is not a creator. He cannot create. He has no creative ability. All he can do is take what God has created and pervert it. So that's what he does. And he uses you and me to do it. 
That just makes me mad. Doesn't that make you mad to know that the devil has used you and me to pervert God's goodness? <laughs> Don't like it, but it's true. Okay, he's used me. You guys will have to decide if he's used you. <laughs> okay? But, not anymore, and I ain't reaping that harvest. Don't got to reap that harvest. People say, oh, you made the bed, now lie in it. No, there's, there's a thing called mercy. There's a thing called grace. And when you reach out, He'll pick you right back out of the water. Amen? Never let you quit on God. Because He'll never quit on you. Right? Condemnation is a perversion of the devil. Right? Conviction's okay. You want to be convicted. You want to say, oh, yeah, I did that wrong. Then you say, oh, I'm sorry, and you turn. Yeah, it's not, conviction's not, oh, Lord, I'm such an awful person. I'm terrible. No. Conviction just tells you you did it wrong, and it's time to change. Condemnation tells you you did it wrong, and you're a worm. And you can't ever do it right, and you're never going to do it right, and you've never started to do it right, and if you ever do get it right, you won't, you'll mess it up. Right? God is our source. He's who we look to. He's who we're looking to for everything. Amen? Look at Matthew 6. We don't want another source. We want one source. Amen? That's what uh, Jesus is talking about here in chapter 6. Oh, starting around verse 19. He says, Lay not up for yourself treasures upon earth, where moth and rust do corrupt, where thieves can break in and steal. What's he saying? This isn't just about money. He's saying don't trust, don't put your trust in the things of the world. Don't put your valuables into the things of the world, trusting the world. Amen? Does that make sense to you guys? Because, you know, if you're trusting your money, if you're trusting your job, if you're trusting then I'm trusting my family to my money and my job. <laughs> That's my valuables. That's my treasures. I'm going to store those up somewhere higher, under a, on, under a true source, under something that can pull me out and them out at any time. My treasures can't be in this world. Amen? And I, and my, and I cannot rely on this world to keep my treasures. Why? Because the world's un, it's un, it's unfaithful. It's unreliable. Amen? The, the, down here is not where I want to keep. I want to keep my eyes and my source up, up in heaven. I want to keep my... You know, because you can't take your checkbook, write a check, and put it in heaven. That's not what he's talking about. Right? You guys with me? He's talking about laying up for yourselves treasures in heaven. In other words, put, put, your, put your value on what he thinks. Put your trust in him. Put, people that put their, I'll give you a real good example. People whose value is in the money system down here don't tithe. They don't give. Why? Because their trust is in this money system. God's money system has a different way. And they don't understand it. Why? Well, because it requires you to give. Well, the world's money system requires you to take. There's two different systems there. And you can have a source called money. But it's not a true source, and it will fail you. 
Money is a channel that God will use to get you things, to get you to places. God will use it, but it's a channel. When you make it a source, you put it in its wrong place and you exalt it to a place that it cannot be. And it cannot help you from there because it has no power in that position. Right? Source, channel. Brother Moore's talked about it a lot. Source, channel. We don't have unexpected sources. We have unexpected channels. We have a very expected source. He's never failed. He never will. Our source is unfailing. Money can fail if it's a source. Right? If God uses money, it won't fail. Why? Because it was used through the source. It was a channel. Amen? Doctors, channel. God, source. People say, oh, I can't go to the doctor. I'll be out of faith. No. You'll be out of faith if God tells you to go to the doctor and you don't. Why? Because He's your source. He knows what's in your heart. He knows what you need to do. Amen? <laughs> it's, yeah, you know, because faith people, they get, oh, I can't go to the doctor. That's not faith. That's not faith. If that's why you're not going, then you're not in faith. <laughs> Check with God. Check with your source. He's got a way. He may say, no, no, no. Go to this meeting. You'll hear the right word and you'll get, they're going to lay hands on people tonight and you'll be healed. But He may say, hey, go see so and so. Nobody's ever been healed that God didn't heal. If, if they, got, they may not ever acknowledge that God healed them, they may say, oh, the doctor did this and the doctor... The doctor did only the things that the God, gave, God gave him the ability to do. Amen? He said, oh, no, the school taught him. No, no. School wouldn't even exist if God didn't exist. The knowledge wouldn't be there if God didn't exist. God is the source. And when you get that down, that, and that's what Jesus is trying to get into their minds before He gets into, don't worry. He's trying to say... Don't lay up treasures here. Don't put them here. Put your treasures here. Put your trust in Me. Put those things that you value in Me. Because I can make them valuable. And I can give them their true value. Amen. People say, well, yeah, but you just don't know. You just don't understand. Yeah, He does. He understands fully. And He has a plan. And when you put your trust in Him, what He's saying is, how about this, guys? This has failed. This has failed. That has failed. This will fail. I have never failed. You know, because people say, well, how do I know I can trust God? He's got a good record. (laughs) He's got a really good record. Let's see. He's two billion and three to none. I don't know. And and it's going up faster than the McDonald's sign. Right? You know what that says? Two billion served. Yeah, his is going going faster. I don't want to lose somebody. Amen? Don't put your treasures on this earth, but put them in heaven. says, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where the things of this earth can't corrupt them. The things of this earth can't steal them and take them from you. That's why it says, sow into the kingdom. Why? Because when you sow into the kingdom, nothing that happens on this earth can take that away from you. doesn't matter if the economy crashes. I got seed in the ground, in God's ground. 
And in God's ground, it don't fail. Amen? So I don't have to worry about that. I got seed in God's ground. Where my treasure is, that's where my heart is. And what did he say? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Where your treasure is, is what you trust. Right? It's who you trust. It's what you're trusting in. Where your treasure is. Where you've put your treasure is where you've put your trust. <laughs> I'll tell a story on myself so you guys don't have to think about it. The other, it hasn't been long ago, but and, and I heard somebody talking about this the other day. Cell phones have made us less trusting. They have, because you can get a hold of somebody at any time, and the minute you can't get a hold of them, you're like, oh, what's wrong? Where are they? What's going on? They always do. And, and, you know, I called my daughter the other night, and I couldn't get a hold of her, and I texted her. She didn't text back. I knew where she was. God was testing me. I knew right where she was. And the, the Holy Ghost even said, she's fine. And I'm like, well, yeah, but she always texts back. And the Holy Ghost said, she's fine. And I told my wife, I said, you know my mind is just fighting me hard right now. And I texted her again, called her. God said, she's fine, trust me. I didn't. I drove to where she was, made sure she was there. I failed. You know how stupid I felt when she was there? God told me. He said, yeah, I told you she was. I put my treasure in something rather than God. My trust was more in that cell phone and her not answering it than it was in the Holy Ghost telling me she's fine. You know, there was a day where you couldn't do that. You know, my mom and dad, they just had to trust that I was where I said I was, and most of the time I wasn't. So they were just trusting God, weren't they? Guaranteed. Praying in the Holy Ghost came in real handy right then, huh? But you know, you got people that don't want to pray in the Holy Ghost and get their peace like Dave. Instead, they want to drive their car to where they shouldn't have to go and see that they are there. What, what would have been better? Pray in the Holy Ghost. Trust God. And see the salvation of the Lord. Right? That's delighting yourself in the Lord. Amen? Where your treasure is, that's where you trust. That's who you trust. Who you put your treasure with, that's who you trust. Right? If it's in your job, if it's in your income, if it's in your money, people say, well, you, you got to work. To, to provide, that's not what the Bible says. The Bible does say you got to work, right? And it does say you should earn money for working. So if you're working and you're not earning money, you should earn money. Even Paul said, should we not? I'm not going to go into that lesson. You should earn money. You should work. Don't eat if you don't work. Why? Well, because you can't buy food. No, that's not what it says. It doesn't say anything. It doesn't say you won't eat if you don't work because you won't be able to buy food. That's not what it says. If you don't work, you won't have any seed. If you've got no seed, you can't put it in the kingdom. You can't put it in the kingdom. You've got no eternal value. God's smarter than we are. Right? And, and the world has taught me, and I know you guys know better, that my job is how I pay my bills. And Dave went right along with it. Let's go to a different scripture maybe. Yeah. 
our job is not our source. Right. It's a channel. Yeah, right. It is a channel that God will use to help you meet your because <laughs> God will meet your needs. But He's got to be your source. And yes, you can pay your bills with your job. Why? Because God's your source. You know, people say, well, then I, what, do I wait for money to come in to pay my bills? No, you make God your source. He gives you the increase through your job. And you give Him the tenth because you like it. Because you know it's good. Because you know it's storing up treasures in heaven. Because you know He won't fail you. Because you know it was Him that brought it in in the first place and you wouldn't have had it if He hadn't brought it in. I'm not preaching on tithing. You don't tithe. That's between you and God and read the Bible. You give. How about that? Let's go to you give. Right? But God has to be the beginning of that. He has to be what you trust in, in your job. Not your job. Your job is a horrible source. It can fail. It can go away. But under God's management, it can't. Under the true source, under the true supply, it cannot fail. It will not fail. It has never failed. But under my management, I have proven that it can fail. So see, you guys don't even have to go and do it because I've already proven that it can fail. And God's already proven that He can't. This should be an easy decision for us today. Glory to God. Hmm, I'm having fun. You about to? Verse 22, the light of the body is the eye. If therefore the eye be single, the whole body shall be full of light. Where was, where was Peter focused when he was walking on the water? What, what, what happened when he took his eyes off and got two visions? He had Jesus here, but he had the wind and the waves over here. He had division. Two visions is division. Right? A house divided against itself can't stand. What happened to Peter? He fell. Peter didn't stay falling though, did he? No. Do you have to? No. Glory to God. When when we have a single vision and it's God's vision, when, when our eye is single and it's focused on the things of God and our treasure is in Him, our treasure is in is is our hope, and our trust is totally in Him, then, then, then we have singleness of vision and we're full of light. Why? Because He's showing us the way. He's guiding us. His light is shining and He's guiding us. And then, but the next verse says, but if the eye be evil, how's an eye evil? An, an evil eye is trusting something else. What? It's going a different way. Where God is, there's light. Where God's not, there's darkness. But you can be so blinded by the lie and the deceit of money and things and cares of life that, that you that, and it even says that how great is your darkness? It's so dark you can't even see that you're wrong. Have you ever talked to somebody and you said, hey, look at the word, it says this. And you say, I know what the word says, but this is what's happening. And you say, yeah, but look at the word, it says this. I know what the word says, but this is what's happening. I've been that person. My mom, she'd say, Dave, here's what the Word says. And I'd say, Mom, I know what the Word says. I don't want to hear what the Word says. This is what's going on. And she'd say, but Dave, you don't understand. Here's what God says. And I'd say, I know that, Mom. Come on. You think I'm stupid? And she should have said, yes. <laughs> but she was more gracious than that. 
And she kept going and she kept going until because she knew if I could see it in the Word, if I could see it in the Word, that I'd do it. That I'd do it. And I'd make the change. And I'd trust God and I'd quit saying what was keeping me where I was. Amen? God's good to us. How great's that darkness if what you see all the time is darkness? That's, that's big darkness. Amen? Verse 24. No man can serve two masters. Well, that's, it, it's right after that last verse. Why? Because if you're looking two ways, you, you've never trusted anyone. You, your trust is in nothing. Right? You're saying, well, the money looks good today. I'm going to put my trust in it. Eh, God's okay today. It's, yeah, things are going pretty good. I'll trust God right now. But the minute things aren't going good, well, I must have missed it. Let's go over here. Money, what do you got? God, what do you got? Money? You know, world? Give me an answer. God, you got any answers? You're, you're, you're doing this. You're just going to get dizzy. Good news, you'll eventually fall. When you do, you can say, Lord, save me. <laughs> Amen? You're going to get dizzy. No man. You reckon if God said no man, He meant no man? No man can serve, worship. Serve, worship. Same word. Don't, don't ever divide it. Serve and worship. No man can worship two masters. You'll either be a worshiper of God or you'll be a worshiper of something else. Right? And what you worship is, has now become your source. Amen? We're not going to worship anything else but God. Why? It says you'll hate the one and you'll love the other. Right? Or you'll hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Why? Because money can't be served. And you can't serve money. You know, you have people say, well, I'll work and work and work so God can do this. No. God first, money second. Money channel. Money not source. If you're in here today and you got needs, money is not your answer. Sure it is, Dave. I got bills. I'm behind. I'm three months behind. They're, they're threatening to foreclose. Money is not your answer. You say, well, you don't know. Yeah, unfortunately, I do know in both ways. Fortunately, I know, and unfortunately, I know. Unfortunately, I've been there because I got to that place too. And fortunately, I learned that God was my answer. Amen? I'm, I'm very fortunate that the mercy of God kept me through my unbelief. <laughs> money is not our answer. God is our answer. He'll get you money if that's what it takes to fix it. But many times it'll take something fixed in you before He can get you money. It's good. It's truth, guys. I know where you're at's hard. I know if somebody in here is, is, is down and, and, they, and it looks like money is the answer, that is a very difficult place to be. You're seeing wind. You're seeing waves. You're seeing tornadoes. You're seeing storms. You're getting calls. You're having to deal with creditors. You're having to do this. You, the doctor said that. They say this. This person died of this. And, and you've got all this coming against you. But you got one thing for you. Jesus is in front of you. And He's saying, walk this way. Walk this way. And if you fall down, here, let me pick you up. Walk this way. Walk this way. 
fall down. Come on, walk this way. Walk this way. And Jesus is before you. If we'll keep our focus, if we won't get off, He'll keep us. He'll take care of us. He will. He can't fail. If you say, I trusted God and He failed, no. No. No and no. Get mad at me now. That's not true. You did not trust God and fail. It is not possible. If you're willing to say that, you will always fail. Because your source isn't even any good. This is what the world wants you to believe. The gospel's true. Jesus did die. He did rise, raise again. He paid the whole price. He became poor so you could be rich. He took the price of your sin. He fully pardoned you and enabled you to have God as your source. Without any hindrances. He's a good God. Amen? After he talks about all this, the next thing he said is, Therefore I tell you, don't worry. Why? You don't have to now if you read the first verses and begin to do those. Worry just took out. It's gone. Why? Because the next that's what he says. Is, Therefore I tell you, don't worry about your life. Why? Because your treasure's in him. Your heart is in him. You don't, you don't need to worry. Well, but you just don't know what's going on, you know. If I if I really care, I got to worry, right? No. If you really care, you won't worry. If you really don't care, you'll go see if their cars where you thought it. <laughs> I do care. My mind got the best of me. Won't happen next time. God'll give me another chance. I'm not I'm not condemned. I can I can stand right before you and say I was stupid and I'm forgiven. And I have no problem with that. Glory to God. Therefore I tell you don't worry about your life, what you'll eat, what you'll drink, or your body, about what you'll wear. Is not life more important than food and the body more important than clothes? What's he saying? Well, what are you worrying about these things that mean nothing? What are you worrying about things that I've told you I'll take care of? By doing this, you, you keep me from being your source. You could read that another way. He says, therefore I tell you, trust me about your life. Trust me about what you're going to eat and drink. Trust me about what you'll wear. Do you think I don't have more important things for you to do than worry about your clothes and drink? I didn't change the word. It was, oh, you just changed the whole scripture. No. Don't worry and trust me are the same scripture. Because you're going to worry if you don't trust Him. you got two options. There are two options. There's nothing in between trusting you and trusting Him. Worry, trust Him. There's your two options. Worry, trust God. If you trust money, you'll worry. Why? you got to worry that you're going to make enough to trust. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Worry, trust God. Which one do you guys want? Let's, I'm going to go with number two. I'm going to go with number two. You know, it's kind of like, what is it in Deuteronomy? He says, I set before you this day life and death, blessing, cursing. And then at the end of it, he says, oh, by the way, choose life. It's an open book test. So, you know, so when we don't choose life, he's like, didn't I tell you to choose life? Open book test. Worry, trust God. B. I choose B. 
I'm not wondering if B's right. I know B's right. But the problem is, is when we get ourselves options, when we give ourselves an option. If you give yourself an option in any situation other than trust God, go to your option. Because you're not really trusting God. People say, I'm going to trust God, but I don't know if He's good enough. And they say, well, I didn't say that. Didn't you? <laughs> Let me fold the notes. Put them right there for a second. People, desire, delight yourself in the Lord and He'll give you the desires of your heart. Delight yourself in the Lord means to be pliable. It means to be open to His ways. If you're going through something and you just give in to God because you're just going to have to be miserable the rest of your life because this is just God's will for me, then you don't believe He's good. You don't believe He's good. I'm just stuck in this marriage, and I'll just be stuck the rest of my life. And this is just the way it's going to be. That's why people have options, because if you really believe that, you want an option. But if you believe God's good, and that He can fix all things, He can fix things that you broke up so bad that you never thought they'd come back. He can fix you to where you don't just have to suffer through, but you can be happy. He can help you sleep in the hole of the boat while there's a storm raging. He can give you the desires of your heart. He can, if you trust Him. You don't have to settle for this in God. Nobody settles for anything in God. You get everything. Don't ever say, I'm settling for this because I'm going to serve God. No. You've settled for nothing. You've gotten the best. You can't settle for the best. (laughs) You settle for less than the best. If you got God, you got the best. Amen? I'm stuck in this dead-end job, but this is where God wants me, so I'll just have to go to work, be miserable every day, but I'm going to do it because this is God's will for me. If that's God's will for you, then it's also God's happy place for you. God don't put you in the unhappy place. Well, you have to be unhappy in the happy place because you don't believe that He can make you happy. So you got people that are actually in their happy place being unhappy. Because they don't believe they can be happy. If they just believed they could be happy, they could. Right where God put them. Did that make any sense at all? Glory to God. Lord's helping us. Amen. Therefore, I tell you, don't worry. Look at the birds. What's he saying? I'm a good father. I'm a good source. I I planned ahead. The birds don't think about what they're going to eat. Why? Because I take care of them. Right? The flowers, they're not wondering whether they're going to be pretty this year. Ain't one of them wondering when they come out of the ground whether or not they're going to be pretty this year. No. They're just going to be because their source is God. Their provider is God. If God don't move, they ain't happening. But He always does. Amen? And then He says, so how much more? How much more will I clothe you? How much more will I feed you? How much more? In other words, how much more do I care about you? If I care about birds and I care about flowers that aren't even created in my image and aren't my children... How much more do I care about you? 
What's he saying? You don't got to worry. I love you. Every thought I think is about you. Everything I do is to get you to an expected end. I'm not going to fail you. I'm not going to leave you. I'm a good God. I'm a great Father. And I've never failed you. I've never left you. I was there when you were failing. And I didn't disown you when you did. I didn't say, oh, he ain't my kid. My kid wouldn't act like that. No, he stuck by me when I was stupid. Thank God none of y'all were ever that way. You had me for an example. If God, if that is how God clothes the grass of the field which are here today and gone tomorrow, will He not much more clothe you? Oh, you of little faith. Still a question, not a statement. Remember, Peter had little faith and walked on the water. Little faith will do big things. Right? <laughs> what is he saying? He's saying, even with little faith, you can, you can trust me. Hmm? Well, he told, told them they had little faith, but all the verses in front of it said, trust me. So he must have expected them to trust him with little faith. That don't mean you want to keep your faith little. But it means it's a great place to start. Amen? Little kids, that's how we want to come to him. Right? Little kids. Little kids, they can mess up. I remember I used to mess up, get yelled at, get spanked. And the minute I got done crying, go ask my mom and dad if I could have something. Why? Because I believed in their love. You gotta believe in the love of God. You gotta trust in His value for you. That's why Satan wants you to devalue yourself and, and put yourself in condemnation and say, I can't, and I won't, and I never will, and I'm horrible. Why? Because that takes your value. That, that, that's actually what you're saying is how you think God thinks about you. That's not how He thinks about you. That's never how He thinks about you. It's never how He thought about you. Amen? His thoughts were good. Isn't that what it says in Jeremiah 29, 11? He says the, the pagans run after these things. I know you need them. He's saying people who aren't serving me, let them run after those things. They're not serving me. They're, they're not, they, I'd like to do it for them, but they're serving something else. Pagans are serving other gods. He's saying you're serving me. Don't run after those things. Amen? Why? Because i got a bigger plan for you. Let me tell you about it. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His way of doing and being right. Seek ye first my ways, my will. Seek what I've got for you to do. Seek what I want for, where I want for you to go. Seek what I've put in you to give. Quit seeking after the things of this world, taking your time on things that have no value. Put your time in me. Put your effort in me. Put, let me come forth through you so that you might do the things that I've made you to do. That you'll fulfill what I actually put you on the earth to accomplish. I didn't put you on the earth to accomplish getting, getting clothes to wear or food to eat. I put you on the earth to, to preach my gospel, to spread the kingdom of God every direction so that people would see you and say, I don't know what they got, but I want it. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Amen? Glory to God. You got cares? Let me read you about a God that we can trust. You got time for a few verses? Isaiah 12, 2 and 3. 
Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He also has become my salvation. Can you trust Him? He's your strength. He's your song. You don't have to be afraid. People who trust Him don't have to. Amen? Therefore, with joy, not with sadness, not with sacrifice, not with, oh, poor me, with joy shall ye draw water out of the wells of salvation. Isaiah 26, 4. Trust ye in the Lord forever, for He is the Lord Jehovah. What do we read about? What do we sing about today? Because of who you are. Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah Nisi. He's Jehovah what you need. That's it. You, you, you want Jehovah? When he told Moses, he said, I am, that I am. I am, and if you need it, I am. That's who he is. And you can trust him. What's he saying? Every time he says this, put your trust in me. Don't worry, trust God. Amen? Psalm 55, 22. Cast your cares on the Lord. What's he saying? Don't worry. I'll sustain you. He will never, N-E-V-E-R, I got two words for you, never. Let the righteous fall. People say, I was righteous and I fell. You wrong, word wrong. I choose you. 1 Peter 5, casting all your care upon Him, this is what you got to believe. Because you won't do the first part if you don't believe the second part. Because He cares for you. you got to believe that, guys. To trust in Him. To make Him your Lord. To make Him your stronghold. To keep Him your source. To serve Him all the days of your life. The first thing you got to believe is in His love. What's it say in Hebrews 11.6? Hebrews 11.6. you got to believe that He's God. That He is and that He's good. You can read it like this if you want. you got to believe that He is and that He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. What would that mean? Seek Him first. got to believe two things. That he's, a, he's your source and He can't fail. And He won't fail. It has three things. won't fail you. Amen? You won't cast your cares upon Him. You'll keep them on yourself if you don't. The minute you see Him coming back on yourself, say, oh, no way. Ooh, ooh. Just remind yourself what a horrible source you've been in the past. <laughs> I, that's all i got to do. I'm like, ooh, wait. Oh, I remember that failure. Mm-mm. Uh-uh. But then, then, then remember what a good source He's been. Oh, wait, I'm here. <laughs> I'm here, and I came out of that. And He brought me out. And He lifted me up. And He kept me strong. He took care of me. He's a good God. He'll not fail us. He'll never forsake us. He'll never leave us. And He'll always supply every need, every time. Have to end with my favorite verse. I've showed it to you all before. We're going to look at it again. Nahum 1.7. It's my new favorite verse this year. There it is. The Lord is good. Every time you, every time something ain't going right, and you, you even get tempted to say anything contrary to God's good, you look up this verse and say, The Lord is good. 
A stronghold in the day of trouble. I don't care what kind of trouble you're going through. He's stronger. I don't care how hard the wind's blowing. If you're hooked to Him, you ain't going nowhere. I don't care if it's Category 5. He don't care if they come up with Category 6. It doesn't matter what the world comes up with to try to pull you down. He ain't moving. And if He ain't moving and you're hooked to Him, guess what? You ain't moving. A stronghold in the day of trouble. And He knows. He knows. He knows you. He knows you. Glory to God. He knows them that trust in Him. He knows you. If you're one of those that's trusting in Him, you're one of those that ain't being moved. You're one of those that ain't going down. You're one of those that will never fail. You're one of those that will always come up. You're one of those who have already won. Glory to God. Do we serve a good God? Is He faithful? Can you trust Him? Stand up with me. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Just praise Him. Thank You, Father. Thank You, Lord. Praise You, Lord. Praise You, Lord. We worship You, Lord. We glorify You.